0: Welcome to the Dropping Into Power podcast, where we'll be hearing stories about the transformational power of surfing from women surfers of all ages, all levels, and all over. We'll hear about courage, commitment, struggles, frustration, epiphany, and of course, life transformations, large and small. I'm your host, Sheila Gallion, and I am stoked to share these conversations with these amazing women, full of so much passion with all of you. Aloha, and thank you for joining us on the Dropping Into Power podcast. I'm so excited today to be talking to Sarah Wright. Sarah is a recent initiator of her local Join Surfing Moms group. I found her through following Join Surfing Moms on Instagram, which they are a riot. If you don't follow them already, go find I, who you love to tell me, Sarah, who it is that does all the acting and the um, the promo on that because she's hilarious. She's so funny. But Sarah is a longtime surfer. She grew up surfing in a surfing family and then had a period where she moved away from it. And when life came back into focus, and children, and marriage, and career she found herself looking for that sweet spot and figuring out how to reconnect to that part of herself. And it's a really, really such an important story for moms, for women. It's so easy for us to lose these parts of ourselves. So in addition to doing joint surfing moms, she is a history teacher. And also has a personal fitness, uh, is a personal fitness trainer for moms. So right in the middle of all of it and the thick of what so many women are dealing with and juggling and trying to surf today and get this freedom and love in our life of who we really are. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Sheila. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yay. So I want to talk a a little bit. I always, I want to talk about joint surfing moms, but I always like to get into your own story a little bit. And you're the first person I've talked to who grew up in a surfing family with, I think you said a bunch of brothers. Mm -hmm. And so what was that like for you?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'm actually the youngest of six kids, four boys and two girls. And my dad is a big time surfer. And so he um, taught us all to surf when we were young. And that's my earliest memories are just hanging out at the beach. Like that's, you know, that's what we did with our family afternoons and weekends. That's, uh, that's, that was always fun just, but it was always busy and crowded. And as the youngest, I was sort of the the tag along trying to do what all the older kids were doing, but it was, I mean, it was crazy, but it was fun.
0: <laughs> did you, so I had a friend who did this and his mom, um, put them all in matching outfits in the ocean so that they could, she, she could keep track of him.
1: <laughs> oh my or, God.
0: were you all in matching outfits or no your parents uh no I, I've you. seen
1: photos of the three oldest boys in matching outfits but I think by the time they had more kids I'm sure they were just burnt out yeah they're like <laughs> ah, <"Yeah>, we'll <laughs> find you we'll find you <laughs> yeah. on there
0: so as you grew up kind of surfing was there competition between the siblings or what was that like for you
1: uh not so much I think maybe between my brothers there was a bit of competition but um for me it was just it was just that I wanted to keep up with them. Like I mm-hmm. wanted to do what they did, but I knew it. I couldn't always just, I don't know, being a girl or being younger, it was, that was kind of hard for me, but, um, but I tried, you know,
0: right, right, right. And was it a real passion for you or your, or was it just part of the mini sports that you did at the time?
1: Um, that was a real passion for me. Yeah, I didn't really do a lot of other sports, um, just because we were so focused on the beach and we all yeah. surfed, and that was the the primary sport that we all did.
0: <laughs> so, how old were you when you actually first started?
1: Uh, I think I was about ten. Once I oh, okay. started getting out there with the surfboard, okay. Um, my dad says he he got us all on a board when we were, you know, toddlers, but but actually getting out there with a board on my own, I think, yeah, about ten.
0: I just think you had to have been very cool. That was not not something. Well, I don't know. Did a lot of girls surf at that time?
1: Not too many. Yeah, growing up, I only had one other friend who was a girl who surfed. So yeah, that was kind of weird. There were always girls out there, but just not as many. And so, you know, you get dropped in on by the boys. And I I think that still happens today, but maybe not as bad. So it it was hard. It was hard to kind of get that respect out in the water as being one of the few females out there.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And because there is still just, it's it's the dog eat dog piece. It's like, you know, if if you can get someone's wave, you do. And that's kind of in the consciousness. And also, you know, in, in mild defensive boys, there's something about, you know, I've watched a lot of boy energy. They're just, they just mow things down. They're not even super conscious. Like they're just going, they're just going, going, going. So like you have, and if it's in their consciousness that, oh, maybe, you know, she's not going to, she's not going to stop me. Then, yeah, you just become an obstacle. But then there's also the little attitude that gets nurtured. And that's, you know, that's a whole other level. Did you skateboard too?
1: Not a lot. As a teenager, I picked up just, you know, the longboard skateboard, like the Sector Nine. But do, you know, having all older brothers, we, um, when I was a toddler, they built a a half pipe in our backyard. So they were always skateboarding. Uh, That was my childhood, you know, skateboards and surfboards all around. Exactly. Like I said, you had to have been super cool. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And people are like, wow.
0: So you journeyed, you kept surfing throughout your, did you surf through high school too?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And then I remember there, you had a break in your life, but I can't remember if it was when you went to college or if it was when you started your career.
1: Oh yeah. So I went to a few different colleges. I actually first started out um, in Hawaii for college and, oh, of course, okay. continued surfing there, but I didn't last long there. I, I dropped out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moved back home to San Diego, and just continued surfing and went to community college. And then um, I think I was ready for a change, and I decided to move up to Santa Cruz, um, and I, I transferred up here to finish school mm-hmm. for my bachelor's. But but yeah, after, after I was here for a little bit, it just... I don't know, the waves in Santa Cruz, maybe at that time, like people weren't as friendly or as welcoming Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel as comfortable and the water was colder. And I I think I just started to get more focused on college and career. And, you know, once you kind of get out of the habit of something, it just doesn't, it's like not in your routine anymore. So I think it was so easy to just be like, oh, I don't have time for that. Like, this is my priority. Um, Yeah. And for years, I, I just I would go here and there, but just, it wasn't like it as often as it was when I was growing up.
0: Yeah, it is. And and then you sort of get into adulthood, different responsibilities. And instead of it just being a fun thing, that's just part of your life, you know, then it's a, then it's a mission. You have to make time for it. You have to make it happen. You have to get the five, four out and the booties and the hood and, (laughs) you know, all of that stuff. No, at that time, did you write a shorter board or a longer board?
1: A uh, longboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I pretty much always longboarded. You were always on Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Cause the cold water in the shortboard is even gnarlier when you, <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah would... A lot of people up here wear hoods for duck diving in the winter. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember my ice cream headaches. I had to have a hood gloves, seven mil booties, but I only had a four three wetsuit. I don't know what I was thinking. With, Cause I, I surfed it? in, in Humboldt County. Oh, so yeah. a little yeah, bit so. further North where, what is the water temperature in Santa Cruz?
1: It's uh mid to upper fifties lately. I think that, that ranges a little bit, but you definitely wear a full suit year round.
0: Oh yeah. No, you could, I know where, where I surfed, it was between 47 and 54. And I could Oof. tell you yeah. the minute I could tell you the exact degree
1: <laughs> when I'm, I'm like, oh, 52 today.
0: Okay. 52. Wow. And when, I when, think
1: when, we get into the low sixties, you know, when it gets a little warmer. Yeah. I know, I know <laughs> down people, to the
0: people used to surf without suits, you know, and yeah. that's what they did. I, I can't yeah. imagine it it's just, it's just colder. And what's your experience with surfing cold water versus, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but versus, versus it's not really warm in San Diego, but it's definitely, it's not Hawaii, but. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That was moving here. That was kind of hard to accept. It took me years. I was in denial and I thought, oh, I'm just going to move back to San Diego. Like this isn't Um, my forever place. And um, because in San Diego, you can surf in a bikini in the summer. And that was like, I moved here and I was like, wait, you like full suit year round. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But, but now it's not that big a deal. And I I do go home to San Diego once or twice a year and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then you just surf at your home breaks and that's fun, especially when I can paddle out with my brothers, but, but still too, I've started to realize that San Diego is just so much more crowded and, Mm. and it's crowded in Santa Cruz too, but not the way it is down there. Like here, you could still find a couple breaks that aren't, as packed as, yeah. the, as the more yeah. popular ones, but that's harder and harder uh, down South, I think.
0: Yeah. So is it a lot more crowded than when you grew up?
1: Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I grew up surfing in the nineties and I mean, I just think more and more people started
0: for sure. moving
1: there. And that, that's where, where, one of the reasons I left. I just thought, let me go explore somewhere else that maybe isn't quite as crowded and and here I'm still here. So. Yeah, yeah, you're still here. So, did you meet your husband
0: in Santa Cruz?
1: No, we actually have a really interesting way we met. I was in San Diego deciding, you know, what college am I going to transfer to? And, and I, I thought Santa Cruz looked like a cool town, but I I had never been here and I didn't know anyone in Santa mm-hmm. Cruz. And remember, this was 2007, so back then, um, do you remember MySpace? Like that yes, was yes. that <laughs> was yeah. a thing. You could search for people in different cities, like in a dirt like in an age group. And so I I searched for um, men in in like an age range in Santa Cruz, and and this picture of um, this very attractive man popped up and I looked at his profile and we had all these things in common. And I I just messaged him to kind of ask about Santa Cruz because I'd never been here. And mm. and surprisingly, he wrote me back and it <laughs> continued. And then we would talk on the phone and then I he came down and visited me. And now we're married with two kids and a house. And oh, so <laughs> my success, right? Yeah. isn't funny? Never that,
0: thought. that is funny. Yeah. Before there were really apps. You know, obviously yeah, before there yeah, were definitely when they were before there were yeah. yeah, and also before everybody was crazy and fake on there. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's, true. that's really yeah. cool. I kind of miss that feature of being able to just find. I guess Tinder has that, like the friendster. You know, not that you were exactly oh. just looking for a friend, but it's you can't search. I guess you can search geographically. I don't know. It's just weirder now. It's <laughs> yeah, just, agreed. It's just a lot more of everything. True. So does he serve?
1: He does.
0: Yeah, he does. and yeah. did he? surf more than you when you had kids? Uh, Yes. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) So I want to talk about this piece because you did, you mentioned when we sort of did our pre-conversation that there was a period where you realized you were, you felt really lost without this surf identity. So walk that through and kind of leading up to that moment where you were like, you know, I know there was kind of a moment for you. I'm not sure if it was event, have that realization. You're like, no, I'm committing to this. What made you realize that you were missing it and what made you commit to changing it?
1: Yeah. Okay. So for several years, I kind of stopped, you know, I wasn't really comfortable surfing here. And then actually more recently, and I think this is true of a lot of people, COVID kind of forced us to do a little self-reflection of mm-hmm. our own lives and what we really want out of life. And and like everyone else, our gym closed and we bought a treadmill. And so a couple things that, when I just sat down and like, when am I the happiest? It was when i was working out and mm-hmm. when i was surfing and so i just realized like i need to change some things to make those more of a priority in my life and well obviously being with my family is also when i'm happiest mm-hmm. too but you know how to incorporate um hobbies as well into into my life and how to make that how to build my life in the way that makes me happy instead mm-hmm. of the way that i feel like society tells me i should build my life and I remember my time was always just working or taking care of the family, you know, all the house stuff, like cooking and cleaning. And I had turned, or I was about to turn 35. And I just thought like, when I die, what are people going to say about me? Mm. (laughs) Like she was a teacher, she was a mom and she cleaned a lot. (laughs) And I was like, that's not me. And so um, that did, it kind of helped me look back on, um, you know, surfing really was a big part of me for a, a long time. And and like you said, I, w- I was missing that. And I just, I had lost my confidence, I think. And that mm-hmm. just not going very often. And and I just decided to not be afraid anymore. Just mm-hmm. life's short. Just do your thing and make it real and and go for it. And now um, I started surfing moms and um, I'm a postnatal personal trainer. <laughs> Woo-hoo!
0: That's really cool. That's really cool mm-hmm. that that reflection, to take the reflection and then act on it. Those are not always... Is do not yeah. always go together. But yeah. there was that, you know, obviously that kind of inner strength that you were, you know, that inner fire, like, no, I'm going to do this. <laughs> so, and how old were your kids when you decided to, when you kind of made that commitment?
1: Um, five and two.
0: Five and two. Okay. And I definitely want to get into the guilt that moms feel about this. Mm-hmm. And you have a great story just once you've found Surfing Moms. So, okay. So you are thinking, all right, I'm going to surf, but you probably only way you can surf is having your husband watch them. And did you have guilt or what was that like trying to make that happen before you found Joy in Surfing Moms?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just so hard to find time for yourself because, Mm -hmm. because yes, you feel guilty of doing something for yourself. Like that's selfish and you should spend all your time dedicated to your kids and your family. And, and I mean, my husband's great. We would try to trade off or take turns, you know, mostly we'd only have weekends available, but sometimes like when the kids were really little, I just, it was, I just didn't always want to go because Mm -hmm. it just felt harder. Right. You had to, you know not only timing it with the conditions and the tide and everything and but it's like if you're breastfeeding or something you got to time that and then you got to mm-hmm. get all your gear ready and then and then you feel bad if you're gone too long because then you know one of the kids will be crying or something and so yeah just i think over time as they got a little bit older i think it just i started to realize okay now they're not as attached to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and maybe i can start to have a little more independence to do some of my own hobbies <laughs> Right.
0: Absolutely. No, for sure. And you're right. It's just harder at a certain point that, you know, when they're little like that and timing, all those things that you said, I mean, that's hilarious timing. Mean, breastfeeding with the tide, with the current, with the conditions, like, oh, the wind is already up. It's not going to be worth it. By the time I go there, that is a, that is an added layer. It's not just going to the gym. <laughs>
1: It's like right, yeah,
0: and Santa Cruz has that big tidal drop too. I think like Northern California, like eight feet or something, so it's a big difference going out, Mm -hmm. you know, at low tide versus high tide. So, you definitely your window, the window, and all the associated issues, you know, come along with it. And so, yeah, I know part of it is just a natural piece when your child gets a little older, but it's still. I mean, look at the mental commitment it takes to make this happen with kids. It's not tiny. So how did you find, so you became aware, okay, like this is hard juggling this, or you, or you, you know, kind of made this commitment that you can make it happen more. And then how did you find joint surfing moms?
1: Um, So I found them just last September through Instagram. Their advertising is uh, very effective. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just saw that and I was like, that's what I've been trying to do. Like, here, I only know three other – I only knew at the time three other moms who surfed. And, and one, I like um, – we hadn't talked that much lately, but I I really had tried to – there's even – I even started a Facebook group like five years ago. I was mm. like really trying to get us to like, you know, meet up at the beach and trade off, but there was just a few of us and – or just a couple of us. And then something always comes up, you know, and you're not you're not necessarily committed because it's not like an organization, right. but – um, so that kind of failed and I kind of gave up. And then when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is great. And I went to their website um, to find locations to look for Santa Cruz. And I was, I was actually surprised there wasn't one because mm-hmm. I knew there were a lot of women here who surfed. And I figured there must be moms around here that surf that I just don't know. And then, but there's something when you look on locations, it says, oh, you don't see one in your area. Why not start one? And so mm-hmm. I, I clicked on that and I emailed them and um, they got back to me right away. And they put me in touch with their coordinator in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. who was just about to launch. She hadn't started yet. And then we kind of met up and there was another woman in Marin who wanted to start. And so the three of us just kind of got into contact to figure out details and logistics. And when we we all launched like within a week of each other, I think. Oh, awesome. uh, In November. So yeah.
0: November. So it's only, it's April. So You've been at it all this time. So I want to ask you a couple more questions and then I want to dig into more um, Mm -hmm. exactly how it works and for, you know, people that want to start their own, but just on a personal level, you're a fitness trainer and, you know, so maybe this wasn't an issue for you, but have you found it different dealing? Well, I would ask you two questions about this with a, with a, with your mom body. Did you have any struggles with your body being different than before you started surfing or any challenges or any tips for women?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I only recently became a postnatal personal trainer because of this.
0: Mm. Um,
1: I didn't struggle as much after my first child, but after my second, um, I had diastasis and I had umbilical hernia. I ended up seeing a, well, I never had heard of this with my first child, but a pelvic physical therapist. Mm. And so they helped me kind of regain pelvic floor strength and to help heal my diastasis What Um, is diastasis? Oh, sorry, it's the separation of your abs, like your linea alba, the line that goes up and down your stomach. When you're pregnant, all women, actually, if you carry up to 36 weeks, your abs separate to a certain extent um, during pregnancy. And for many, they go back after you deliver. But um, for a lot of women, they don't go back. And so there are exercises and therapy you can do to help strengthen. It's really your inner abs that you have to restore that strength. And so I worked on that a lot. And then I did that I had to have surgery on my umbilical hernia. And, um, I think that's just kind of what got me into wanting to continue with rebuilding my body. And, you know, before I saw a pelvic physical therapist, I would try to exercise like running and jumping. I would pee my pants a little bit. I think a lot of women experience that. And and then, yeah, I just, I got more into fitness because I was more capable after Mm -hmm. I'd kind of healed with the physical therapist. And that's why that's what prompted me to want to work with moms. And I got my personal training certification and my pre and postnatal certification. And I do, um, group fitness training with fit for mom. Mm -hmm. And then just started recently branching out on my own to do the one-on-one training But but yeah, your, your body definitely changes, you know, your your strength changes, but I think now I'm stronger than before I had kids. (laughs) Oh, that's really cool.
0: Yeah. I know I had a big mental change, which was you know, I was really, I didn't start surfing till I was 36. So that was its own story, but I was pretty fearless. And um, I would just go. And most of what I went on was out. So I thought surfing was you just go off some big wall and then you just charge to the bottom at full speed and then you fall and you get thrashed in the white water. And that's surfing. You know, that's <laughs> what I thought it was for a long time. <laughs> but so I wasn't intimidated by size because it was so mm-hmm. common for. Me to deal with that, and I had had repercussions, but not the kind you get in Hawaii with the reef. But you know, I'd had mm-hmm. repercussions. But after I had a child, it's like I don't go. I mean, I pull oh. back. I just—it's the consequences, you know. I feel that, and that motherhood bone mm-hmm. really socked in. So, have you had any experience like that?
1: Yeah. Well, just in general, like um we live less than a mile to the surf, so I, I ride my bike to the surf and. Before kids, I didn't wear a helmet like little things, but now I'm like right. I'm the mom like I'm yes. gonna wear a helmet no matter what because if something happens to me then my kids don't have a mom and exactly um I I don't know not as much with surfing I I definitely I mean a little bit yeah, you're, yeah. I'm recently I've been more concerned about head injuries like that mm-hmm. never occurred to me when I was younger yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you realize like you're you're not like um, impenetrable, like
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. Are you seeing more helmets where you surf? Because we're seeing more helmets showing up. And oh, in the, are you? In okay, yeah. I've
1: only known two people ever who wear a helmet surfing, but I I don't think it's a bad idea. Like I know <laughs> it's funny, especially with longboarding or
0: surfing around longboards. And I noticed um, at the WSL, the Pipe Masters, the women, several of the women wore helmets, uh, oh, which of okay. course they're dealing not with. Boards, but reef. But yeah, it's kind of interesting to see if that will translate. Um, but yeah, it's just the interesting thing. You you do that part of you that's like, oh, I also am the breadwinner in my family. So Mm. if my hands, if anything happens, I mean I don't let it completely Um, rule me, but sure, it is, you know, it is a consideration. Absolutely. Once you got Surfing Moms going, on. I know I have some other nerdy surf questions too, but I'll ask you this later. <laughs> um, what was it like? Well, you know, Leo, let's talk about how you actually formed it, because I know a lot of people are going to be interested in either joining it and what's involved. I actually like that there's a small commitment, a small financial commitment. It's manageable, but it's that skin in the game, you know, like you said, where people commit, Um, you know, something they're, you know, they're really... Co-creating you know each time they show up. So yeah, tell us the journey of how you created it and kind of how it
1: works all right. well, um as I mentioned, I've been working with the San Francisco coordinator and Marin coordinator, and we we're actually unique because we call we kind of um cluster together as a Bay Area group mm-hmm. and so we share the same Facebook group, um, which means anyone in any of those groups will see the post from all three spots. Mm. So you can go to any of those. Um, so, anyways, if somebody wants to join, they just you know go to the Joint Surfing Moms website and you click to join, and I believe they prompt you through um, some questions. And there is, I believe, the fee is fifty-two dollars a year, and that goes to cover insurance for the mom. Uh, in case anything happens, you're covered by insurance, in the, at an event and a meetup, and um, I, it also goes to some of the attorney's legal fees and just writing up the contracts and things like that to make everything official and to keep everyone safe. And um, and right now they are also requiring that all members are vaccinated against COVID 19, mm-hmm. um, and that's I believe they made that decision just because we are watching other people's kids and so we want to be as safe and as conscious as possible. Mm-hmm. And um, they are you might have mentioned this already, but they are based out of Hawaii and we currently have 11 chapters um, mm-hmm. and I think two more are about to launch, too. So it's it's been growing pretty quickly. And um, anyway, for our specific one in Santa Cruz, we usually meet on Fridays Um We've been meeting at Capitola a lot because it's just such a family-friendly beach. It's pretty Mm -hmm. easy to get to. There's parking, there's restrooms, there's lots of sand. But we have experimented a few times by going to different breaks just um, based on the conditions. And here, it's kind of hard in Santa Cruz um, because, like you mentioned, our tides can get really extreme. And so there aren't that many beaches that will have a lot of sand unless Mm -hmm. it's low tide. And so always looking at the tide charts and in the forecast and trying to figure out, like, is it going to, you know, is it going to work this week and this time? And so occasionally we have to mix it up with the time and the location, but, but generally it's once a week. And, and then we'll, we'll take turns surfing. Um, half the moms will paddle out for, I'd say it's like 45 minutes Mm -hmm. because of all the time it takes to kind of get your kids situated and get suited up and then paddling out. And then when they come in, the other crew goes, and sometimes moms come without kids and, um, sometimes moms, come and don't surf. Um, Oh, interesting. Well, just if, yeah. like maybe, uh, I know one mom had an injury for a few mm. weeks and so she was just waiting. And, and then I actually, I had surgery and so I was recovering for a few weeks and, but I would still go show up and hang out. And yeah. it's just a fun group of people and everyone's been really supportive and welcoming of our new members. And it's just fun. And I've never really had that community because yeah. it's someone you, well, with multiple people you have so much in common with already. Oh, you right. surf and you're a mom and you live in Santa Cruz. Like, let's talk. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Whatever, everything else can,
0: can go by the <laughs> wayside. Those are, those are major. Yeah. So what's it like leaving now? You told me a story that one time your, um, your daughter cried so hard. Well, I'll let you tell oh, her. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So I mentioned not all moms surf. Well, our first meetup I didn't get to surf because so our first meetup, there were actually only three, three moms uh, and three kids, About halfway through the meetup, it was my turn to finally paddle out, you know, kind of got my kids acclimated and ready for me to go. And actually our San Francisco coordinator was there with me and uh, May Lee. And so I was kind of, and I'd met her a few times before. And so I, I kind of like handed my, at the time, two-year-old daughter over to her, just like okay, I'm ready. And, and she was a little fussy and whiny, but we kind of were like, you know, like you do at daycare drop-off, like, oh, they'll be fine in a few minutes. Just go. And and so I just, I was suited up and I grabbed my board and I was just kind of said goodbye and like, you know, headed to the, to the water. And I literally was like two steps from walking into the water and, and Maylee just kind of like waves me down. I was like, Sarah, come back. Oh, no. And I could just see my daughter was just like, she just looked sick and she was still crying and you could see the tears coming down her eyes. And, and she tells me, um, she was crying so hard that she actually threw up. I know she's just, something she had done before, but like months earlier, her doctor said it's kind of a common thing that toddlers do. Um, they just want your attention so bad. They can't stop. And so just crying, crying. She finally threw up. And, um, yeah. At that point, like I obviously I couldn't paddle out. I had to go be with my daughter because what do you do? I mean, of course, uh, So that well, was
0: thank just... goodness you had actually started the group. So that probably helped you go back the next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know if it
1: wasn't, maybe I would have quit, but I was frustrated. Like yeah. I kind of went home and told my husband, like, this is the whole reason I started this. And, you know, Sienna wouldn't even let me surf. But, um, and I, yeah, I was really well, torn because obviously you want to comfort your daughter, but you're yeah. also like, this isn't working. And and yes. um, one more time, she was really clingy, and I couldn't surf. But the, by the third time, she finally had warmed up, and she was like playing with the other kids and really happy, and it was fine for me. I like snuck away into the water, and she was yes. totally fine. Oh, that's so. Great. For any moms out there concerned about that, sure, it might take a couple of times, but yeah, you know, hopefully your child will warm up to it, and <laughs> you'll get to yes. No, that's so great. I mean, it's
0: such important, so important to hear because it's just, Oh, this. yeah, and those those feelings are so mixed. I mean, you have a toddler inside of you too, you know, going like, "Okay, I, you're like, I love my daughter. Oh, my poor child." Then I better surf, you know, like when is it my turn? When is it my turn? At least I do. I'll speak for myself. I have a toddler, and then yeah, oh, well, that can yeah. just be a whole thing. That can just be a whole thing. So I congratulate you on sticking with it. It's oh, it's you. great for everybody. It's great for the moms. It's great for the kids. Yeah. So when you're out there, this was one of my questions I had for you. Are you like, or maybe it evolved. Are you like looking, you know, towards the shore? Are you just like, no way I'm out of here. Mama's surfing (laughs) and those kids are fine.
1: Uh, You know, I I always think like, um, because at Capitol, you actually can see the kids from the surf. And I always think like, oh yeah, I can like check back on them and see them. But I think when when I'm out there, I just get so focused on the waves that I kind of forget about it for a short time. But, but I'm like aware, you know, if someone's yes. waving me down, like I would see that. Sure. But, um, but yeah, after a couple of minutes, I just kind of forget about it.
0: And that's well, and that's what you need is that mental break, you know, <laughs> that true, like they're yeah. okay. And then that habit that you have of surfing, of it being about you and the ocean and your own stuff that you're trying to do, like, that's just so sure. healthy. So, I'll ask you a few nerdy, where am I nerdy? Because <laughs> where are my nerdy uh, surf questions? So, okay, what kind of board do you ride?
1: Okay, so I have a lot. <laughs> my husband <laughs> and I, are, we have a whole wall in the garage full of boards, but um, lately I've been riding a 9 2 Stewart Colin McPhillips nose rider, and that one's pretty fun, um, only because I just dinged our other one, our Takayama in the pink, because that one's really fun too. Um, I'm actually getting a board shaped by a local shaper here that I'm, I'm really excited. I'm waiting for that. Hopefully in another month, that'll get here too. Mm-hmm. Um, similar design, but just a teeny bit thinner and, um, a teeny bit narrower It's for, made for the female surfers. So nice. um, I'm excited to get, to get that. Exciting.
0: And okay. I already asked you the water temperatures. Um, yeah. do you, so I know you wear a, boot, a wetsuit. Do you do booties, hood gloves?
1: I usually wear booties, but, um, but not always that's like 50, wow. 50, whether I'm going to wear them or not. And part of the determination is if the place has rocks. Ah, so like and based on the tide, sometimes it's rocky yeah. at Capitola. So, um, yeah, usually I guess I'd say full suit, like a four, three in booties. is pretty typical.
0: And your feet don't get numb without booties.
1: Well, like maybe more in the summer, you know, like, yeah, in the summer, <laughs> okay. it's not too bad. I used to, when I surfed in Humboldt, the way
0: that I knew when to come in was when my feet were numb, but that was with (laughs) booty. So when I moved to Hawaii, I was like, oh, how do you know when to come in? I mean, when you're hungry. (laughs) Yeah, when I was hungry. I mean, that was before I had my daughter. So yeah, I had a different surf life. Now I'm always surfing in little slivers. You know, I have the hour I have and that's how I know when to come in because I have to get back to work or I have to pick up my daughter. Well, she just started driving. So you got some time, but (gasps) now that's different. Oh. Um so do you feel the heaviness of the cold water wave like does it feel punching through it or just everything you have to navigate does it feel different to
1: you I don't think I don't think so really? um okay. I don't know and maybe that's just cuz the warm water I've surfed is often tropical, like on surf trips. And I'm mm. just like, Oh, these waves are bigger and like gnarlier and stronger. And, um, but maybe that's just based on the locations I've been to. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's true. Cause a reef wave is super heavy. So it's a totally yeah. different, totally different story. So, which leads me to what was your best wave ever?
1: Um, yeah, that was a tough question, but I I do have this. You, been can, a lot, you I, can
0: do a collection <laughs> if you need to. Yeah. It can be more than one.
1: Well, I actually have this, this memory of, um, surfing in San Diego. I think I was maybe 20, um, surfing at tourmaline, which we have a group that meets there. Um, anyway, so yeah, surfing at tourmaline, which was my like home break all growing up. And I, I got this really great, right. And then I, I don't know, I was like shoulder-high wave, and I kind of locked in and started to, to walk up to the nose, and I got all the way to, to hang five. And I see, as I'm on the wave, I see paddling out. I don't know if you've heard of, um, he's a surfing legend, Skip Fry. Like, he's okay. a shaper and big-time surfer in San Diego, and he paddles he paddles right by me, and he's just like, wow, nice wave. Woo. And then I, I know, right? And I kicked out, and I was like, that was my first time doing that. And he's like, well, it looked like it was your hundredth time. Nice.
0: That's so good. Good memory there. There is something about like when you have that wave and it's celebrated, like, yeah, it, it just, it sinks in deeper somehow. It must be our human need for that. You know, (laughs) it's not just about being exalted, but somehow like you get to relive it and then relive it and then relive it and then relive it. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah.
0: And then your favorite break that you've ever been to.
1: Um, so I've only surfed this one break twice, but um, churches in mm. northern San Diego, it's just south of Trestles, is a super fun break. Um, and then here up in Santa Cruz, my favorite spot here is called Sharks. It's mm. right, um, it's by the Hook. Okay. So nice. that's pretty fun.
0: Awesome. <laughs> and then I love to ask this question. The most embarrassing thing you've ever done in the surf?
1: I Like I can't pinpoint one. I've been, <laughs> Maybe I've been embarrassed so many times. Um, I don't know, like wiping out and stuff, but but um, I think I'm not the only one that this this has happened to in warm water. So when I was either living in San Diego or Hawaii, but um, surfing in a bikini and you wipe out and <laughs> your bottoms come down, yeah. <laughs> like, that's happened to me a number of times.
0: Yes. Um.
1: So you know you just quickly hope pull them up and hope no one saw.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I do. I at this point wear a one piece. of, Like I usually wear a a, a light wetsuit or a. Now oh, they make yeah. all those one paces because yes. I shortboard now and it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I don't know how these girls, <laughs> well, the way the girls do it here, the younger girls is, you know, the bathing suits have evolved to pretty much be a thong. So yeah. apparently those stay on better. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's like, you know, it's got some, um, adhesion or something i don't know what's going on but yeah.
1: well the technology has gotten better like hola chica and i know there's a couple other ones that make they specifically make them for surfing so they don't fall off. right 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 no they've definitely gotten better i mean that yeah. for sure they are better i mean that means it means
0: more elastic you know in some way oh, or, okay. or a lot of the ones that don't have seams like there's oh. a company here pikai i don't huh. i think she's still making suits i haven't seen her she had a little huh. story here And that, um, I mean, they're beautiful and they're the seamless, uh, so everything just kind of seems to stay in place better. Um, but yeah, really awesome. Um, let's see, I I was also going to ask if you recruited any of the women and this will kind of, this will kind of, uh, speak to the qualifications, the few that there are for joint surfing moms too, Mm -hmm. but have you recruited any of your moms that you're training into surfing or into joint surfing moms?
1: Um, yeah. And I think that kind of happened organically. Like one, um, she's actually also, um, she's also a fitness instructor with fit for mom. And I, I knew she surfed, and I just immediately, Mm -hmm. when I knew I was going to start this, I told her right away. And so she's a member and, um, and then one other person that, um, I know through fitness, she found out about surfing moms through me and she actually just started surfing. And so, um, I've actually been giving her surfing lessons outside of meetups, um, but oh, cool. she's definitely one of our members. And so, um, so yeah, just, I think so far, just those two.
0: And are there any requirements for surf level for join surfing moms?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty basic. We, be, because we can't really teach people cause we're watching kids. Um, we require that you know, the basics, like you can handle your board and get out there on your own. Mm-hmm. Really?
0: Yeah. That makes sense. And for your trainings, do you do any virtual trainings or do you do, you know, are there, are there things that people could sign up with for you um, remotely?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I do both for my personal training. I do both um, one-on-one in person or virtually. So I can work either way. Um, And then with Fit for Mom, I teach group fitness classes in person, but I am looking into doing a virtual in person, virtual group uh, class as well. Do you have a website? I do, yes. Uh, Californiaactivemom.com.
0: Okay, perfect. I'll put it in the show notes too, just so you have it. thank you.
1: So you teach high
0: school history, right? Mm -hmm. Is it American history or all history? What do you teach?
1: Um, The title of the class is called History of the Americas. So it's kind of U.S., but also um, all of Latin America and Canada. So these
0: may be separate things. They're such separate, you know, world but I'm always curious if you take any surf lessons surf life lessons into the classroom <laughs> you know getting through a bad session or if surfisms ever come up while you're teaching these kids
1: oh that's a funny question not as much um it is interesting though because I know a lot of my st- students surf okay um, so that is kind of an easy way to connect with a student oftentimes mm. but I don't know realistically I'm half the time I'm teaching I'm kind of wishing I was surfing instead <laughs> but, you know you yeah. bring it back you focus you do your job and then you know get out get out in the water when you can
0: <laughs> there you go that's the same thing there's a surf metaphor right there you bring it back you know after a wipeout or doing a lull you focus on what you can Sure. so in your own surfing is there anything special you're working on
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, I would love to get better at nose riding, Mm -hmm. and so for me, I think part of my struggle with that is like being able to cut back um, Mm -hmm. a little bit better on my longboard to really navigate the wave better, and then do a a big bottom turn to set up better to like lock in to that upper third of the wave, so you're like stable when you cross step. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, that's that's what I've been working on. Those two things, really.
0: Yeah, that's interesting that those go together. I don't ride a true longboard, so it's always interesting to me hear the the mechanics of it. Because um, I mean, they're all there are similarities, but I sure. I still I ride my fun board, which is a seven ten, or I ride a okay. short board, my five ten. So, um, but I watch what's going on mm-hmm. in the longboard and think, how is that happening? <laughs> it just looks like it defies gravity to me. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah but, and what's your favorite thing about your own surfing?
1: For me, I think I've really mastered the pop up. Like I didn't mm. know so many people struggle with that. Like maybe because I I got it early on, um, mm-hmm. pretty quick and fast, no matter what the wave looks like. So I think I don't know. That's one one thing. <laughs> yeah. How R- do you a lot. I'll ask, I was going to ask
0: you a ninja trick, but I'm going to ask you this. And you can add one of those if you have one just randomly, because I know you're teaching people surfing. But Mm. that, okay, what what mesmerizes me is when a longboarder takes off in a steep drop. Mm. How in the world do you do that? So I know it's the pop-up, but I know it's also where you're putting your weight.
1: Oh, yeah. And where you're angling your board. So if you're Mm. taking off on a steep right, you want to angle your board and maybe that's true for shortboarding too, like more to the right. Yeah. Um, and then kind of, even when you're paddling into the wave, um, if it's steeper, you're kind of picking up your upper body. So you mm-hmm. said, you mentioned the weight, um, mm-hmm. so you don't have as much weight on your nose and then, and then, yeah, you're st- you're popping up faster. <laughs> yeah. To get
0: up fast. Yeah. Yeah. And there are any, are you, well, it's a little bit different. I'm like, are you holding the rail harder? on the inside, you know, are you adjusting your weight into the rail or
1: sometimes, sometimes you, yeah, sometimes, or even when you're kind of like navigating a little bit, um, you could grab kind of like your outside rail to pull it a little more in towards the wave. So Mm. you can get in that sweet spot. Okay, nice.
0: So do you have any, since you're teaching and connecting with so many women that may just beginning, but any ninja tricks you can offer, like you know, just
1: one big takeaway. So one, I just, I just taught this mom that I was teaching and she's not quite ready or comfortable um, with turtle rolling yet. So Mm -hmm. we didn't do that yet, but I wanted to teach her another thing that she could do for safety. Um, Like if you're on the inside and there's a big wave coming and it's already broken.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, If you're either, you're not comfortable turtling or you're not like the timing's not right. You could turn around and so you're looking at the shore and Mm -hmm. your back is to the wave and you lean like you sit and lean back um, as far to your tail as you can and you hold on to your rails and you like it's like you lean back into the wave and it'll kind of lift your board up so that there's less impact when the wave like travels through you
0: oh that's great it won't drag you as much
1: (laughs) yeah that's great
0: so where can people connect with joint surping moms? I think you made this pretty clear, but just um, the best way for them to follow in their area.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you mentioned, find them on Instagram or check out their website, joinsurfingmoms.com, uh, click on locations, and if you don't see one near you, you can start a chapter near you. <laughs> and how own. much
0: work was it for you to start it? So, because moms are busy.
1: Oh, yeah, right, yeah. You know, it wasn't that bad. I think because I had so much support from um, a lot of interest locally and because mm-hmm. we're doing the three as the Bay Area, I think mm-hmm. that kind of helped me, like um, – Kind of have the confidence and like the ideas to get it going, but it, but it really wasn't that much. It's just a little bit of coordination and promoting it on your Instagram and in the Facebook page and 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 being there, you know, mm-hmm. with your flag. We all have a, a flag, so you can recognize us. Oh,
0: that's so cute.
1: Oh, I want to see the flag. Well, I will ask you to send some
0: pictures. Oh, okay, um, definitely. Yeah, and just and if you surfing too, because we want to see you. Oh, okay, I mean, great. If only you had, we'll just have the picture in our minds that the the hang five. <laughs> um, that day in San Diego or maybe have right. others. Um, well, thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks so much for connecting and um, sharing. It's it's such an important part of this story. And we, you know, we didn't go into, you know, deep emotional turmoil about it, but I love how you have, and, and I'm not saying that that's everybody's experience by any stretch, but I really love, you know, your story really framed that there that there were dark moments you know that there were moments where you it were reaching for how do I find my way through this, and then that self searching combined with the commitment and combined with showing up that 's huge and it 's huge to model it 's important to model because it's it gets harder and harder with the more things that get piled on us, especially as women you know, easier to take care of someone else, easier to get distracted or have excuses. And and the other piece is, you know, your story makes it clear. It's, it took will, you know, it took effort. It didn't, Mm. it doesn't just happen. And it is not easy for us to care for ourselves. So, you know, applaud for you and thank you for sharing, you. you know, that, that journey from, point a to wherever this is some point yeah (laughs) point break point a to point break oh love it Um, yeah i really appreciate it and thank
1: you my pleasure yeah Yeah. if i can do this anyone can do it (laughs) right on thank you